0: W-A-J-R-A-M-N-F-M, this is the Talk of the Town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free at 1-800-765-8255. Now, here are your hosts for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi.
1: Good morning. Welcome into the program, Talk of the Town with Dave and Sarah. Getting another week started. Hope your week's off to a good start. Hope you had a great weekend. Lots to get to today. Harrison County Health Director Chad Bundy going to join us 10 minutes from now. We're going to try to get a handle on what's happening in Harrison County as it is among the orange counties on the State Department of Education map going into the week. And a little bit later, Joe Bracato will join us. The Metro News High School Sports. Uh, we've got to come up with a better title for him because he does a little bit of everything. But uh, Joe will get us updated czar. on... Czar? I don't like Czar.
2: Well, now I feel like there's a precedent set.
1: Eh, it's a bad precedent. <laughs> it's a bad precedent. We'll set a new one. Uh, Joe will join us to uh, update us on the high school football schedule because that has changed significantly since Friday. We'll also recap and look ahead and uh, check out the power rankings as well. So all of that ahead. Your calls, texts, and tweets are always welcome. The uh, I, don't know, I was trying to come up with some quippy adjective, but I got nothing. Sarah Josie's over there. Yep. Morning, Sarah. Good morning. How are you doing?
2: Hey, I'm good. How was the weekend? Good.
1: Good week. It was a very fally weekend. It was. Have you turned on the furnace? Here's the question: Have you turned on the furnace yet? Yes. You did.
2: I didn't. My husband did.
1: Mr. Goc did. Yes. Wow. I would think. Who's the longer holdout in your house? Me. Clearly.
2: Because I'm the one that, that. Well, you've got balances got two, the
1: checkbook. You got. Well, I was gonna say you got the two boys at home. And that changes the decision-making process a little, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, we've also got an old home, um, and so temperature regulation is interesting, where the downstairs may be cold but the upstairs hot, that yeah, type of a thing. Yeah. You know, we 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 have come up with a lot of ways to balance that out.
1: <laughs> we've resisted so far, and Friday—I got to tell you—Friday night was chilly. There was a little frost on mm-hmm. the windshield Saturday mm-hmm. morning when we got up. Uh, but we resisted, so so far the furnace has not made its uh, 2020, well, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. this, this winter season debut yet. Yeah. And it hasn't been too bad the last couple of nights. So we're, we're holding out until January, possibly. Now, that hasn't stopped my wife from getting out six until different blankets. January? I was being facetious, of course. <laughs> but Jenna has got the blankets out over on the couch oh, yeah. of, the, of an evening. Or the middle of the day, for that matter, sure. if necessary. So uh, that has nothing to do with anything, but it's starting to feel like fall. Uh, Had some high school football action over the weekend, Friday night. In fact, there's going to be, I think, there's games Wednesday. There's a game Tuesday, like three days this week. There's going to be games around the state. I'll let Joe Bricado tell you about that coming up. Mentioned Harrison County schools. They are in the orange. Well, the county's in the orange. That means schools are going to remote learning this week. Going to get some more details coming up with Chad Bundy about what is going on in Harrison County. Is it spread? Community spread? Is it uh, outbreaks? What's happening there with the COVID nineteen situation? Mon, Ma Marion, Preston, Taylor counties, you're all good to go. That means uh, you'll be in the green. Montague County students going Sarah for their second day. Half went on Thursday, half went on Friday, so today will be day two of uh, in-person learning. Governor Justice will talk more today at 1230. The RT value for what it's worth under one today is now 0.88. So in the span of what, about 10 days, we went from 49, which was next to the highest, to next to lowest.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what to do with that information, mm-hmm. but let it bolster your argument one way or the other.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's just, I don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah. Okay, that, that seems like a good thing. Seems like the RT, uh, never mind. I'm starting to get into speculation, and there's there's too much of that going on as it is. All right, uh, non-COVID-related news. Morgantown City Council members met in executive session last week, Sarah, going over applications for city manager. And uh, could be as soon as later this month, finalists could be brought in for interviews for that position. Um, interim City Manager Emily Mazzarelli uh, said at the very beginning, she told us on this show several weeks ago, she is not in the running for the full-time job. Got a couple little ones at home. Has her hands full uh, with being the assistant city manager, and uh, you know that's there's a lot. <laughs> as she said, there's a lot on your plate when you're trying to run a city. Uh, WW has announced uh, will announce a major gift to the university. It's being touted as transformational, and uh, President Gee, other officials will be on hand later today to provide details about what's being touted as one of the largest gifts in the university's history. The City Council Subcommittee, working to establish the Police Review Board, meets again later this afternoon. On Saturday, there will be a Back the Blue event in Monongalia County. That is set for 1130. Uh, Mark your calendars. A week from Tuesday is the deadline to register to vote or change your registration. Election Day is four weeks from tomorrow, that could feel like four years, or it could feel like four days, depending on uh, <laughs> depending on the day. And how about a little good news? You want a little good news? Yes, please. Do you like to ski, snowboard? That's your thing, or maybe just sit by the fire and drink yeah, coffee. Yeah,
2: that's, that's more my thing, right there.
1: Um, the former Timberline Four Seasons Resort, just known as Timberline Mountain, could be opened up by Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, the new owners have poured millions of dollars into that uh, site with uh, facility upgrades. All right, those are your headlines. Of course, you can get more over at our website, wvmetronews.com, wajr.com. We'll talk to Harrison County Health Director Chad Bundy. Try to get a handle on what's happening in Harrison County as it goes orange for the first time. We'll do that next. Your calls, texts, and tweets are always welcome as well. 913, Dave and Sarah.
0: Listen to the Talk of the Town podcast
1: anytime, anywhere
0: on WAJR.com.
1: Have I ever mentioned that's my favorite rejoin? Coming back. A little drum roll into it. Seems all very dramatic. (laughs) Over the weekend, the State Department of Education map to end all maps came out Saturday at 5 o'clock. Is that how McElhenney phrases it, the map to end all maps? I think
2: so, yes. (laughs) And when
1: it did, Harrison County, not surprisingly... Uh, had moved into the orange category. That means that means schools are on remote learning this week. Uh, extracurricular activities can only be uh, conditioning. No games this week for Harrison County schools or student-athletes. To help us try to get a handle on what's going on down in Harrison County is the health director, Chad Bundy. Good morning, Chad. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Uh, generally speaking, and maybe we'll, we'll try to get down on some more specifics, What's going on in Harrison County the last uh, week or two?
0: Well, you know, I think it's even longer than that. I think we came off, come off of Labor Day and uh, the first 10 days there started picking up cases. And then uh, the next weeks after that, I think with the starting of school on September 8th, and uh, started picking up a few cases there. And we just became uh, a little bit more open here in Harrison County. And it seems like we've just picked up cases ever since. Uh, where I think we're at now is we just have vast community spread of COVID-19, so we need to t- take a look at uh, some community community mitigation efforts and what we need to do to uh, try to suppress this disease.
2: In regards to fast community spread, have you been able to pinpoint certain areas or certain events, things like that, that have maybe been the culprit?
0: Uh, we, we do have uh, multiple outbreaks here in Harrison County. I think we're up to almost 10 now. Uh, So within those outbreaks, of course, we have schools, Uh, churches would represent a a significant number of of cases, fitness centers, uh, and then most importantly, uh, some congregate settings where we're really focusing on those. As as we know, that's where our our most vulnerable are, and we're doing everything we can to protect those folks. So we're we're concerned about that. And as as we know, each of those different settings uh, were. An outbreak is, you know, how many cases you have, those numbers are different, but those are all the outbreaks we currently have.
2: What defines an outbreak? Does it just mean more than one, or I'll, I'll let you well, answer. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. The, uh, for example, in a congregate or nursing home type setting, uh, yes, one or more cases uh, is considered an outbreak, and then in other in other settings, uh, it can be as few as three outbreaks, so uh, three three uh, positives that could be, be considered an outbreak, so it just depends on the setting, uh, that is based on uh, the focus on those groups like congregate settings obviously nursing homes are are something that we target uh, and as soon as we have a positive in that setting we do everything we possibly can to, to suppress that.
2: When looking at how we are determining color of a county now we have changed a little bit how we're looking at that and of course we are taking into account how many tests are being given. So have you seen in Harrison County that it, it there are not as many tests being given? And if more people were getting tested, do you think that would change your color? Talk to me about the the sort of psychology around all of that.
0: Sure. You know, as you know, we've changed uh, here just a couple weeks ago, uh, if that, as far as uh, having those the two different color maps. One, uh, which is the one we had worked with for so long, we had expanded uh, another color on gold with that. Uh, and that was uh, new new tests per day over in Harrison County because we're a little bit of a larger population. That was over a seven-day uh, aggregate as far as how many new positive tests we had. Uh, and then we add also into that here in recent weeks we have added in you know, tests uh, as an average of how many positives you have from those tests uh, as well. So uh, we're a little bit better there. I think we're about 6.15 uh, as far as tests. Uh, per positive, uh, we were able to uh, bring that number down just a little bit uh, based on our testing event on Friday, where we did almost 300 tests there at the high school, uh, and that those tests are coming back today. We're trying to put up, put all that together, but uh, <clears throat> definitely we're going to ramp up testing. Probably going to have another community test event uh, this week. We're working on that now to get that set up uh... and what that does is really gives us a snapshot of of where we are as far as the community and community spread so you know it's even more than just you know being able an opportunity to open up the the county based on testing uh, it's public health-wise, it tells us where we stand as a community.
1: Talking to Chad Bundy, health director for Harrison County, and that was kind of my next question, Chad, was I know testing is, is a snapshot of one moment in time because you could leave and an hour later that situation could change. But what do you learn as those test results come in? What are you looking for and what can you learn from those?
0: Sure. like From our testing event on Friday, for example, you know, uh, we're open for testing. You know, we were fortunate here in Harrison County. We have United Hospital Center, We have uh, other urgent cares and those folks that are doing testing all the time with those people who have symptoms, those people who have been exposed to other folks, you know just a litany of uh, reasons why you would go in and seek those testing. Uh, but the bottom line is when we do community testing, uh, we, ha- we, we have an opportunity to test a much broader group uh, and, and even focus on the asymptomatic folks. So potentially we're looking at you know we're coming to this test site because we want to be tested. Uh, we're feeling well, and we have no issues, no st- things like that, but we're just coming because we, we want to be tested. We've been asked to test. They come test. Uh, so it gives us a, a be- much better f- uh, focus on uh, the asymptomatic uh, group in Harrison County. Uh, and like I said, we, we're going to be really interested today to see how those test results come back. We do expect them to be back today, the vast majority of those, and then we'll be, uh, to see where we're at.
1: And you say you're working on – do you have another one scheduled, or you're putting the details together?
0: We're putting the details okay. together, and we expect to have that maybe the announcement even as early as this afternoon or this evening is when that will be. This, but it definitely be this week.
1: Do you? I, I know we've been repeating this since uh, you know I think about the third week of March. But uh, it's the simple steps, Chad, that that really can make a big difference in in slowing transmission, slowing spread, and uh, whether or not you you can keep kids in school, whether or not you can go to church, whether or not you can do all these things that you want to be able to do. It's it's the simple steps that seem to help the most, don't they? Uh,
0: absolutely. And I think the thing we really need to focus on is we need to focus on wearing our masks. Uh, it seems as though we can do that for a while and then it's a struggle. Uh, maybe we're at a work setting or wearing our masks when we're working, but maybe we're on a break. Maybe we're at lunch and we're not masking. Uh, you know, that We're out of our family cohort, so to speak, or we're meeting with, with uh, work workmates or whatever that is. Uh, and we don't have that mask on, we're not using social distancing. Uh, that's how this disease spreads. Uh, what we have found is, you know, if you're wearing that mask and you're using that six-foot social distancing, uh, it, not that it can't spread, but it just, it's just so much more difficult for it to. Uh, so that, that's, that's the thing we're really looking at uh, is we're asking people to wear that mask. And, and it is controversial, you know, and, it, and we've worked through all those things. But the bottom line is uh, what we have seen in some research over the past weeks and, and even a month now, uh, is as we have uh, increased positive rates in our 19 to 29 group, uh, it seems like two, three weeks later we then have a, a surge in that most vulnerable population, whether it be elderly, maybe it's some immune, immune compromised folks. Uh, so there's definitely a correlation there. So what you know what these folks are doing uh, really affects those folks, and we all have we've learned uh, unfortunately that once it gets into those uh, congregate type settings, uh, it can be just devastating.
1: So. It, it seems like we keep, not not just Harrison County, but uh, Chad, it's across the state. We're, we're kind of going through these ebbs and flows of uh, it, things get better, numbers go down, cases go down, and we relax a little bit. Like you said, maybe not so aware. Oh, I forgot my mask today. It's not a big deal. Or uh, that's okay. I can go here. And then we see the uptick again, and everybody needs to be reminded, and we go back to doing those things again, and then it kind of comes back down. So. Uh, if we just can stay the course, if I can borrow a cliche we've used about, what, 87 times uh, throughout this thing, uh, we may be able to get a handle on it, just maybe.
0: Right. We're working very diligently here. The health department in Harrison County is just, you know, really uh, overrun with cases right now, so we're trying to do everything we possibly can to, to protect our community. Uh,
1: you get the information. Uh, when you have the details on that testing, Chad, let us know. We will uh, get the information out there and uh, encourage as many people to go out and get tested as possible we appreciate the time i know you're a very busy man uh well through this whole thing i was going to say the last several days but the last several months i would imagine chad hasn't <laughs> really slowed down much has it
0: not not really it's going to be a long long haul at this point
1: all right we'll keep up the good work i appreciate the information thanks for joining us this morning thank you sir all right, have a good day. you too chad bundy the health director down in harrison county looking at the numbers sarah uh, da, 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 from DHHR, this was updated yesterday. Numbers will be updated again tom- or tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock this morning. Harrison County, if you're looking at the per 100,000 over the seven day period number, that was up to 17.6 on Saturday, which was orange down to 16.7 yesterday. You're still in the orange. Harrison's in the orange in both categories, both positivity rate and your per 100,000 rate there. And if you look back at the trends, you can kind of see this steady uh, steady ascension uh, into the orange over the last uh, several days, over the last seven days, just kind of steadily climbing up, up, up. Now, will be interesting to see when those test result numbers come back because I guess everything's relative, uh Harrison County testing I click on this there's a lot of information if you want to go to that COVID-19 dashboard on the DHHR's website there is a lot of information again do with it what you will they are averaging looks like 163 lab tests today so and put that into perspective I I don't even know how to put that into perspective Mon County are averaging 600 tests today but You've got 105,000 people versus 65,000 people in the county. What does that mean, Sarah? I don't know. Me neither. Me neither. But uh, they had the big community testing event on Friday. Results are going to be rolling in from that. And uh, another community testing event looks like uh, coming up soon as well. If you're wondering about Monongalia County, uh, 96 active cases over the last seven days. Every number, actually, for Mon County is trending downward Again, uh, the per 100,000 positivity rate. So uh, keep it up, Mon County. Preston County, green. Marion County, green. Taylor County. Is Taylor County green? Taylor County is, is that Taylor County? Yellow. Right, Yellow is not bad. Yellow is not bad. Green is good. Orange is scary. Red's a bad situation. Those are all very official terms being yep. used by the DHHR, by the way. Well done. You can tell she's sarcastic on a Monday, can't you? <laughs> a little bit later on, Joe Bricado is going to catch us up because with Harrison County going orange, that means uh, no games for Harrison County. Joe Bracato will catch us up on uh, schedule changes. Doddridge went gold, by the way. There's like 13 people in all of Doddridge County. I kid. I love you, Doddridge County. I love you. Uh, but uh, Doddridge went gold. In fact, positivity rate would have put them in orange, believe it or not. Uh, but the per one hundred thousand kept them in gold. It's kind of the flip of what uh, Montgomery County was going through a few weeks ago. Let's see: Jackson, Kanawha, looks like Fayette, Mingo, McDowell. Is that Wayne? Wayne County, all in the gold. I did all that without actually seeing the the names on the county, Sarah.
2: Wow, well done.
1: Eighth grade social studies, West Virginia history, coming into uh, ha, Mr. Barksdale's right. I knew that would come in handy someday. All right, we'll continue the conversation. You can be part of it at 800-765-TALK, 304-TALK-304. I'm getting the eye roll head shake over there. Eye roll head shake coming from across the room. It's only Monday, Sarah. You've got a whole yeah, week of this ahead of you. <laughs> Aren't you excited? Right now it's 930. Let's get a news update. Check in with the Metro News Anchor desk and find out what's happening all across West Virginia. <laughs> You're listening to The Talk of the Town on WAJR. 304 Talk 304 is the text line. You can also give us a call. 800-765-TALK is the phone number. 800-765-8255. Joe Bracato will join us about 10 minutes from now. Try to update uh, the crazy COVID-19 affected high school football schedule. Also, there's a big weekend in high school football. Joe Bracato, I think, Uh, He was in like four different places all at the same time. Look at that. That's how good he is.
2: That guy. Uh,
1: He will join us at 945. We mentioned in the headlines this morning, Sarah, that uh, Morgantown City Council uh, had reviewed, uh, met an executive session last week to review applicants for city manager. And later this month, we'll be uh, interviewing candidates for the job. And if you think... There are, starting with city manager, because you really need to have a city manager in place, and he or she will be able to uh, start the process of filling some very crucial roles within the city, because if you look at Morgantown right now, the next eight, well, I guess eight months or so, there's a lot of things that could happen or will be happening with the city of Morgantown. One is the hiring of a new city manager. And the last time a city manager was hired, uh, the city council was divided and ended up compromising on a candidate and hired Paul Brake. If you live in the city of Morgantown, you know how well that went. But also, there was a city election not long after his hire, and the entire council flipped. Well, I don't know if the entire council could flip, but there is a new city manager that is going to be hired within, I would say, the before the first of the year. Uh, that seems very, that actually seems necessary. But also, Sarah, there's another city election coming up in April. Uh, there very well could be a voter referendum on term lengths and when council members are elected. And you never know what's going to happen in any election. You could have a change in philosophy uh, on the city council. You never know. But also, more than that, after a city manager's in place, Sarah, there are some very important roles to be filled. You have an interim police chief right now in Eric Powell. You haven't filled that position permanently. Uh, You have a finance director position that needs to be filled. Um, your fire chief, Mark Caravassos, uh, and I have no inside information here. I'm not saying he's going to retire, but he's at he's reaching an age where that could very well be a possibility. And my point is, Sarah, there are some very important roles in the city that are going to have to be filled, and I think those are very heavy decisions that the next that city council and, and the next city manager are going to have to make that can really shape and change or keep the city going in the direction it's going. Absolutely. And again, I'm not sure. I guess I'm just I'm not sure what direction this group of city council members want the city to go in. I don't know that they've ever clearly defined what direction they want to go You've lost a lot of institutional knowledge in the last couple of months with some of the directors who have stepped down, department heads who have stepped down, the police chief stepping down. You've lost a lot of that institutional knowledge. A lot of it's still there, but if you look outside the city, if you look outside the state, there's a huge learning curve to one learning how to deal with a university city. But you know it, I know it. If you've grown up here and lived here your whole life, we're a bit odd. And I mean that in a very genuine way. We're odd. We're different. You can't apply uh, your values, or you know, say, "Well, this is the way that you want to know." You want to turn somebody off quickly, Sarah. Speak this phrase. Well, that's the way they do it in
2: Mm. blank. Mm -hmm.
1: You want to turn. You want a West Virginian to shut you out.
2: Mm.
1: Well, Sarah, this is the way they do it in. Yeah, you, you, that argument will end right there because we'll quit listening to you. So I guess my point to this rant is there are very important decisions to be made. And these decisions will have impacts, even if city councils, let's say you vote seven new members in in April. The decisions made today and over the next couple of months are going to be felt five, ten. Fifteen years down the road, Paul Brake is long gone. You'll be feeling the effects of Paul Brake's tenure as city manager for the next ten years, without a doubt in my mind. Same thing's going to happen this time around. Whoever gets the job, a lot of important decisions that need to be made. And you got to trust. Well, I say you got to trust them. Have they earned your trust to make those decisions? There's not a lot you can do about it right at the moment.
2: Yep. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a big decision to be made and again just to reiterate whatever decision is made is going to have a trickle down effect to a number of these now department heads. And uh, yeah. But, you know, they have a headhunter, right? Novak,
1: Novak Consulting Group. 30 grand
2: to make sure we we have some good applicants. Yeah.
1: 30 grand to reach out into the applicant pool. And and I got to be honest, i got to be honest, if you were applying and you do your homework, do you look at what's going on? And by doing your homework, I mean more than doing a Google search. Sarah, you've applied for jobs, right? I have. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you uh, reach out to people, try to find out what you're getting yourself into before you get into it?
2: Oh, yeah. I, I try to do my homework. So... You would hope that the kind of person that you get for your city manager has done their homework. You hope that they're the kind of person that does their homework. And to your point, is that a bad thing?
1: If you're a candidate and you're applying and you're a quality candidate, are there red flags We go, wait a minute, why is this person leaving? Why did that person leave after 10 years? Wait a minute, why did the finance director leave? Are there red flags? Or are you a candidate who is just looking to... Pad the resume a little bit. I can go here. I can do this for three years, and I can take the next step, i.e., that's exactly what Paul Brake was here to do and did. We'll see how it goes. We've got to give him a chance. Got to give him a chance to go over the applicants. Got to give him a chance to do the interviews, bring in these applicants, and vet them. So we'll see. We'll see. You know who knows the outcome of the future? Who's that? Joe Bracato. Joe
2: Bracato. Joe
1: Bro. He actually has... A one-of-a-kind Magic 8 ball. And, in fact, i got to eat my words, too, because my Blue Devils turned the ball over five times Friday night and lost to Williamstown. Mm. So now I have to eat it. And Joe Bracato will have 30 seconds of gloat time available on the other side of this break. <laughs> we'll talk to Joe. We'll get an update on uh, what's going on with the football schedule and uh, a couple of other things as well. 942, Dave and Sarah.
0: Now back to the talk of the town on WAJR.
1: <laughs> so Sarah and I will be talking during the breaks. And the last couple of seconds, right before we come back, we'll still be talking. And one of us, Sarah, inevitably will put on our headphones. And I did not hear the last eight yeah, words so you just said.
2: They weren't important. No.
1: See, that's usually, though, when I get into trouble. I don't hear the last eight words and I just go, uh-huh. The next thing you know, I have to wear a puffy shirt in a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Joe Brocado has puffy shirts. He wears them all the time, especially when he's out covering ball games. He joins us now, Metro News High School Sports. Joe Brocado. Morning, Joe.
3: I feel like there's a great story that I just missed out on because I didn't listen prior to. That's
1: <laughs> Joe, you got 30 good seconds if you'd like to gloat because my Blue Devils turned it over five times Friday night and Williamstown beat them.
3: The, the, the no gloating. Uh, Basically, with our predictions segment, it's a uh, it's a crapshoot, and I just happen to be successful on mm-hmm. this one. But, hey, St. Mary's waves down. Still uh, very good teams in the Class A picture, so no gloating at all.
1: Here's a prediction for you, Joe. You ready for this prediction? Rematch on the island.
3: Ooh. There you go. That is a prediction. <laughs> There's your prediction. There's a lot of teams that will uh, like to disrupt that prediction, but uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't rule it out. I could certainly see it happening.
1: Harrison County goes orange this week, Joe. That means Bridgeport, RCB. Uh, who am I going to leave out? I'm going to leave somebody out. But uh, several teams not going to be playing at all this Friday night.
3: we Liberty Lincoln and South Harrison. The yep. team for uh, the five football playing schools in Harrison County. Uh, and, and actually, um, Robert C. E. was supposed to play Liberty. That was a matchup that was created in the middle of the season because both teams had an opening with other games being canceled, unfortunately, that matchup will not happen. Uh, yeah, when, when you when you go orange, um, it's it's a it's a shutdown of all games, and that's what we have for uh, for Harrison. And uh, um, yeah, I'm unfortunate that uh, some good games are coming off the board.
1: Uh, let's talk about some games that are on the board. There were several changes made to the schedule for teams in the region. Uh, almost like they had these pre-planned out, knowing what was going to happen, Joe. uh, Just a few minutes after 5 o'clock, you started to see these reports. So uh, let's start with uh, Preston County going to end up playing Lewis County after all?
3: That's correct. Uh, So those teams were supposed to meet earlier in the year. You know, Preston uh, forfeited that game. Uh, They're actually going to meet this time uh, and play in Southwestern. So, yeah, to the point you made earlier, a lot of the coaches are pretty savvy about, Reading the tea leaves for what the map at 5 p.m. is going to say, so a lot of discussions take place beforehand, um, and then they just wait for the map release and then uh, announce that the that the new games are scheduled. So they're, uh, they're 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 pretty savvy when it comes to scheduling stuff in advance of the map.
1: Yeah, Doddridge went gold. They're going to play at Gold County in Jackson County, or not Jackson County, but Ravenswood out of Jackson County, so they will play this week. And you got a really interesting one. I think uh, at East West, East West Stadium, we can talk about later in the week, Joe, with uh, Fairmont Senior taking on Spring Valley. How'd that game happen?
3: Well, that was actually originally scheduled uh, prior to the season. That's one of the, <laughs> the few games that actually wasn't uh, affected. Um, yeah, Both teams had an opening in the middle of their schedule, and uh, um, you know Fairmont Senior obviously coming off of a 12-win season last year in Spring Valley, one of the top AAA programs in the state. Uh, so a tremendous challenge for Fairmont Senior. And give Fairmont Senior a, a ton of credit because they have scheduled some very, very difficult games this year. Some were on originally. Some have been added to, like when they added Musselman, uh, added Winfield. Um, so give Fairmont Senior some credit. Uh, even though their record isn't great so far this year at 2-2, two and two, up to their usual standard, they're playing some very, very difficult teams.
1: Hey, Joe, explain to me why there's a game on Tuesday night and then there are a handful of games on Wednesday night. What's going on?
3: Yes, the, uh, the Tuesday night game, James Monroe against Tug Valley. Both those teams are trying to get, and Tug Valley specifically, trying to get two games in in a week. And we've seen this with a couple of teams, um, from counties that haven't been able to get many games in, and Mango County is certainly one of those. They're trying to get as many games in as possible. So Tug Valley is going to play on three days rest, um, and, you know, try to get two games in this week. There's games on Wednesday because Canala is, is kind of getting pretty creative uh, in, in adopting a Canala bubble, not just for football, but for all sports. For the next couple weeks, they're essentially scheduling uh, the nine schools in Canala County are scheduling a bunch of games against themselves. They're assuming that they're going to stay in the goal category for a while, and if that's the case, they're going to play against each other. Uh, so the football teams are going to play the game this Wednesday, games the following Tuesday then game the following Monday, trying to get an additional game in, playing at a little bit shorter rest. So the best-case scenario for them is they can get six games in in the span of five weeks.
1: Tug Tug Valley's actually going to play Trinity Friday night after its Tuesday night game. Uh, one other question for you, Joe, and I know you probably don't have the answer to this yet, but Cannon Upshur's golf team qualifies for the state tournament this week. Upshur County's red right now. Hmm. What does the golf team do? Do we know yet?
3: As of now, the team has been told that they are not able to play now. There's a couple of things that could, uh, you know, could change the scenario. If the map comes out and all of a sudden orange or Buckingham up goes orange, then they would be able to play based on what the governor has announced previously, that athletes competing in the state tournament competition from Orange County, if they test and test negative for COVID that they're clear to, to, to compete. I would imagine that given we're talking about a team of four players that in all likelihood, they'll find a way to compete in the state tournament. They qualified last week. Uh, They had previously all tested negative for COVID, all the athletes on the team. So in that regard, they're clear letter of the law right now. They're not able to play, but I would certainly imagine that by the time, the tournament starts tomorrow morning up in Wheeling. The, the team is going to find a way to play and they'll be competing uh, up there. There's a couple ways that, I mean, essentially you could have the team compete in their own individual foursome. Uh, you know, all the, all the athletes compete in they there, usually uh, alongside golfers from other schools. You could essentially have them all four compete in one group and have a scoring marker, a coach from another school, you know, keep the score for them. Uh, There's lots of ways to make it happen, and I'm sure that by tomorrow they'll be competing in the state tournament.
1: Well, if there was ever a sport built for social distancing, golf has (laughs) to be right up there. (laughs) Joe, we appreciate the insights Uh, as always. You're going to be a busy man with all these games throughout the week this week. What was that? Thank you, Joe.
3: No problem.
1: Let's take the final break. We'll be back after this.
0: We're talking about your town on Wajr. Got a couple of minutes to go
1: before we turn over the proceedings to Hoppy Kerchival. Uh, Brad McElhenny will join Hoppy right off the top. House Speaker Roger Hanshaw, Harrison County School Superintendent Dora Stutler. We'll talk about the county being orange and what that means coming up at eleven oh six this morning. Uh, Creedy will talk Mountaineer football. Did you watch the game on Saturday? I did not. Sarah. Are you shocked? Sarah. Sarah. Even I watched most of the game.
2: Wow.
1: In fact, I turned it off late in the fourth quarter and went, ah, Mountaineers got this one wrapped up. And flipped over to the uh, Texas TCU game. Only to see a score alert come across the bottom of the screen and go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Baylor just scored. Baylor hadn't moved the football all day. I'm sure Caridi and Brad Howe. Brad Howe's going to be on there, too. I'm sure they'll have a, a very concise recap in what that all means. Very disappointed in you. Hmm. Very disappointed in you, Sarah. Thought better of you. Maybe actually think more of you.
2: Yeah. I'll,
1: <laughs> I'll ponder that over the next uh, 23 but hours okay. or so. If you missed any of this show, you can get it uh, on demand. We had Chad Bundy on, Harrison County Health Director. You can get the show on demand at wajr.com. The mobile app seems to be working again. As we got a, got a new hamster back there to keep that one computer running. All right, that's going to do it for us. Anything else, Sarah? <laughs> no, that's it. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, by the way.
2: Oh, you too, Dave. You
1: know, today feels like a pumpkin, pumpkin spice kind it of day. It is kind day, of day, right? Yeah. yeah. Leaves are starting to change. Yeah. Just same. All right, that'll do it for us. Hoppy Gertrude will come up next. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, 9.06. Dave and Sarah. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky
2: just about anywhere.